Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Talking with Tom. Today we'll be talking about private events, and we have Tom in the studio. How are you, Tom? I'm great, thanks. Great, let's dive in. So what are the different types of private events? Private parties can cover a wide range of variety. Um, the common ingredient is that the host or hostesses are um, private individuals. Uh, and the happening itself can range anything from, you know, a, a child's birthday party to a 50-year anniversary to uh, a family reunion. Um, there even are charitable causes and things like that that are held privately. Great. And how are they similar to corporate events or weddings? Well, um, in their inherent DNA, they all are about getting people together, um, hopefully getting them present, and um, punctuating a particular moment. Um, for the private family uh, event, it could be a birthday party, it could be um, a bar mitzvah, um, there are a range of things it could be, but that common denominator is um, similar. In a wedding, it's about the couple who's getting married. Um, in a corporate event, it might be about their IPO or their merger or something like that. There's usually, you know, always a cause for celebration, and then the result of that cause is typically paired with a gathering where we're punctuating that moment all together. Cool. So let's talk about um, an example. Why don't we take birthday parties? How would one go about planning one? The same process that you would go for a private event, you would do in all others, and and um, I strongly recommend, um, you know, establishing uh, a date, um, a overall location, um, a range of guests that you're looking for, um, and uh, have some concept of a, a budget that you want to get. Uh, uh, the project done for, and then from there um, start to uh, engage, get, gathering information. Um, you know, this is uh, an, an area um, which we have spent a lot of time um, trying to utilize the internet to um, centralize all that information. I have a company, Noel.Events, that um, that does exactly that. Um, allows you to put in those key determiners, and it will come up with executable results. Uh, other alternatives are seeking the help of a event planner or event coordinator um, that can help guide you through this process. Um, or if you start with a location, you might be able to call them up and see if they know somebody that can help put it all together for you. Great. And how does one uh, go about picking a venue? Well, um, my advice is it's probably one of the most important decisions that you'll make um, and it really uh, helps to know what your goals and objectives are um, ahead of time so um, for instance if you are looking to do something that is going to be a transformative experience then you might want to look for a venue that is a neutral background that will allow you to create within um, if you are looking to have an event that is going to have a particular feeling um, and you find a venue that resonates that feeling, um, well then that venue might be one for you to consider. Um, so both of those are kind of the, the yin and the yang of it. One is that you want to create your own and so you're looking for a neutral place and the other one is what is it that I'm looking for and try to align yourself with that. When looking at it you need to pay close attention um, that price point uh, is fitting to your parameters, 
that the location can handle the size or range that you're looking for. Um, and you need to consider things uh, just like a story, beginning, middle, and end. Is there um, perhaps, a, if it's a birthday party, is there going to be a cocktail reception? Is there going to be a time where everybody's going to do a birthday celebration? And then is there going to be a, a food reception afterwards? And are those going to be three separate different rooms? And does the venue have the ability to accommodate that? And taking that a step further, how about in selecting entertainment and activities? Um, uh, entertainment and activities fall in line again with whatever that initial vision is. So um, if we take the idea of a birthday party, um, and let's say it's a child's birthday party, and let's pair it with a concept like um, Cinderella. Uh, and so now you're looking for entertainment that might be... Um, able to evoke that feeling of Cinderella and also you need to be considerate that it's also going to be something that your audience is going to enjoy. So let's say the birthday party is for an eight-year-old. You know, you, Cinderella might be getting somebody with a harp or a xylophone or something like that um, that would be very befitting to the style but doesn't really address the um, the audience. And so you want to look at your entertainment and maybe you, you, you have a little bit of both. Maybe you have some that sets the tone and then some that is geared towards the um, entertainment of, of your targeted audience. Great. And any budget-friendly tips for our listeners? Budget-friendly tips for entertainment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think that, uh, you know, everybody knows that from an entertainment standpoint, you can go from, you know, your neighbor's friend who may be a great um, pianist or something like that, all the way up to hiring, you know, A-list performers in the millions of dollars. And so the range is very wide, um, and often people, I think, shy away from entertainment because they are concerned about budget. And um, I don't approach it that way. Um, I look at what the goals are for the objective to get the environment that you're seeking. Um, and then from that, it's just a, a matter of, of where your budget levels are and what you're most comfortable with. And an example of that would be that you might have somebody that is a, a concert-level pianist um, that you have a relationship with that could come in and do an amazing job um, for your performance uh, and would not require you to hire maybe a you know A-list performer that's incredible at the piano but would cost you know hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars. So the results sometimes um, uh, can be the same and also with hiring entertainment you want to make sure that you're not overstepping the mark too much. So what I mean by that is that um, often if you bring in too much of a name of a performer, it will overwhelm your happening, um, that this is something that, that, that you're throwing for a significant reason, and keep the focus on that reason and not so much on the, on the performer that's taking place. They're there to support the environment and make it enhanced. Awesome. And a little bit earlier, you mentioned what you guys are doing over at Noel.Events. Um, talk a little bit about that. Sure. Uh, Noel.Events is the first of its kind um, special events planning and production e-commerce site uh, that allows for people to very efficiently and effectively 
um, plan and produce their happenings from inception to completion. It's a human plus technology enabled service. So we are there managing you all along the way. And um, we've done over 500 of them in our beta. Uh, and to date, we've been able to deliver results uh, in savings as much to one third of traditional pricing um, and literally in a fraction of the time. Wonderful. Well, thanks so much, Tom. Thanks, everyone, for listening. For more tips, information, and ideas related to events, please visit Tom's blog at tomnoll.events or noll.events.